0: Maple Leaf Gardens pedophile Gordon Stuckless out of jail. I couldn't believe it. I was driving into work, heard about this today. Uh, Stafford and Sapria were talking about. This is the notorious Maple Leaf Gardens pedophile. He is 70. He was released on parole about a month ago. And he is living at a halfway house in downtown Hamilton, just a block away from a park that is frequented by kids his lawyer was on uh, yesterday with our uh, colleague, Charles Adler, and he had this to say about the chance of Stuckless reoffending.
1: There is no chance, zero, none, that he will reoffend now that he's back out. And for your listeners who wouldn't know this, Charles. Before he went back into jail in 2016, roughly, he was out in the community for many, many years on no conditions, no parole, no peace bond, no supervision, and the police themselves will tell you he never so much as had a parking ticket.
0: Yeah. What does that have to do with little kids? I'm sorry. Is anyone else absolutely uh, uh, completely appalled by the fact that this guy... He uh, last June, Stuckless was locked up for 10 years. Uh, That was on appeal from a previous sentence of six and a half years that um, after he was found for uh, sexually assaulting 18 victims, one of the victims up to 75 times. This is a guy who lured in young, vulnerable boys into Maple Leaf Gardens with promises of leaf paraphernalia and pox and the like. And then sexually abused them. He pled guilty, by the way. And he is supposed to be serving 10 years. He gets out after three and a half on parole. To me, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's appalling. I am really, I do feel for the victims of Stuckless. Because they're still out there. And, you know, they figure he, he was unsure of how many boys he molested. They they figure there's at least 80. So you have to know that it is so incredibly... This is one of the most difficult things to do is to come forward and say, this happened to me. Why? Because you, A, don't believe people will believe you, and B, it is so completely complex when someone is molested. The shame that goes along with it. I just... I am absolutely broken up that this guy is out, and I am... Hurting for anyone that is uh, listening. I, I, I'm i getting really emotional about this, Chris, because we had a guy that called up one time. And he listens to the show and he said he was one of Stuckliss' victims. I don't know if he came forward, but how does he feel today? It doesn't matter if you have been chemically castrated, in my opinion. If you do not serve your sentence, the message is loud and clear to any other pedophile out there. Kids don't matter. Have at her. That's the message because, okay, you might uh, get caught, but if you agree to be chemically castrated, then you're fine to go about your business. You know, you'll get out and then you can live amongst people. I mean, one of the conditions of his parole, by the way, is that he has to continue his treatment plan, okay, including this chemical castration But he has to report on all relationships and friendships with male and females who have responsibility for male children under 18. And he can't be alone with minors. Can't be alone with minors. How about can't be even around minors with anyone else, even in the presence? I'm sorry. You lose your rights. You've wrecked not only your life, their lives. You've wrecked the lives of the victims around you. You have touched so many different lives with this, your tentacles, of just uh, it's just disgusting I can't even find the words to say how I feel about this can the victims get no kind of closure when it comes to this guy the parole board has deemed Stuckless a very very low risk to commit future sex crimes well you know correct me if I'm wrong but what about crime and punishment where's the punishment in, in this case, it doesn't fit the crime. He doesn't know how many boys he's abused in the past. You have to serve out the sentence. It's not just about reoffending. Martin Cruz in 1997 broke this open. I cannot imagine the courage it took for, for a man to step forward and talk about the decades-long sexual abuse that he suffered at Maple Leaf Gardens. And after that, it took one brave voice. And I'm certainly not in any way criticizing any of the other victims that have not come forward and saying that they're not brave enough. You have your reasons for remaining quiet. And that's up to you. And I feel for you. And I don't think this is a complex situation that anybody's dealing with. But the decades-long sexual abuse at Maple Leaf Gardens that was broken open by Martin Cruz brought Gordon Stuckless to some sort of justice. He pled guilty to abusing 24 boys dating back to 1969, and he received this laughable punishment of two years less a day in chemical castration. After that, Martin Cruz jumped off the Bluer Viaduct. Can you imagine if that was a member of your family? You find out, That someone they trusted when they were young had been taking advantage of them in the worst way possible. And then they are brave enough to tell you about it. You can't believe that this has been in silence for so long. They bring the monster before the courts after finding out that it wasn't just your family member. It was 24, 23 other boys at the very least that had received the same kind of abuse and then the courts give him two years less a day and then your brother kills himself we're going to talk to martin cruz's sister-in-law who today found out that gordon stuckless is out just found out teresa cruz is martin cruz's sister-in-law welcome to the show this is definitely not a good day for your family
1: no, it certainly isn't. It's not a good day at all. We are devastated. We are speechless. We are furious that this has happened yet again. Why is this man out of jail after he has totally ruined lives? And my late brother-in-law, Martin Cruz, is dead because of this. Why is this man still, like, allowed to get out of jail? I, this, this just blows our minds. Teresa...
0: When did you find out that Stuckless was released a month ago and living in a halfway house in Hamilton?
1: Well, that's the thing. We didn't. Nobody did. Until the Sun broke the story.
0: So you found out when we found out. You found out as soon as the Sun published this. Absolutely. How did you feel?
1: That's when everybody found out. Um, Martin's brother, my husband Gary, is in North Carolina on business right now. And we found out through the media that, uh, that this had happened. And so unfortunately, you know, here here we are again. It it dredges up within the people that have been victimized by Gordon Stuckless and there was a pedophile ring yeah. that operated within the gardens. So there was there was other people involved as well. And we have to understand as well that it's it's the brave men that have come forward to challenge Stuckless put their lives on hold, to scrape open those wounds again and be so courageous and brave to share their stories and get this man brought to justice, so they think, and then to have this shattered by the parole board and people that feel that he has served his time. It leaves so many questions in all of our minds, not only The men that were and the young boys that were abused down at Maple Leaf Gardens, but also the families that are involved. This is this is more than just uh, affecting uh, the survivors, which we hear number in the hundreds and hundreds. This affects every relationship, their parents, their siblings, their spouses, their children. Everybody's affected by this.
0: Teresa, I want to ask you about that, because uh, that's my belief when, with, when we're dealing with pedophilia is, you know, uh, it, the victims extend well beyond the actual uh, child victim, right to every uh, relationship that child will form. And uh, as the wife of, you know, the brother of, you know, Martin, what, what do those wounds feel like for you? Like, wh- how do they take shape? Are you there, Teresa? I don't know if we've just been put on hold.
1: Hi, no, no, I'm here. So sorry,
0: Teresa. How did did you catch that
1: last question? Yes, I did, um, it. You know, I am his sister in law, and I came into this family just before Martin went public with his story, and I think for somebody that's on the sidelines watching what they've gone through, it's absolutely heartbreaking. I watched my husband Gary what he went through, his parents, what Martin's parents went through. Um, and, you know, Gary and I were newly married at the time, and it's no doubt that it had a lasting effect on me. But you know what? My heart goes out to all of the people that have been abused in their lives. Um, and, you know, it, it affects so many people. And I really do feel that our laws are far too lax in Canada, just far too lax. Um, why is it that six months after the 18th, men that come forward that were abused as boys down at the garden. So this is the next um, group that comes forward. 102 charges of indecent assault, sexual assault, gross indecency. So we get the sentence extended to 10 years. So that's in June of 2019. Why in December of 2019 is Gordon Stuckless released after that? There's a lot of questions, and I think that the Crown Attorneys and the prosecutors, the judges, they're all frustrated. Because when they go to prosecute these cases, they have no tools available to them. They have no precedent. Our laws are too lax. And I am calling on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government to do something about our lax laws when it comes to violence and sexual assault against people. Why is it that down in the United States? In cases that are very high profile, these are the ones we hear about. Can you imagine the ones that we don't? But those perpetrators are sentenced to uh, 30 years to life for what they have done. And here we are, when Martin was sitting in that courtroom and he heard the first go-around that Gordon Stuckless, for abusing 24 boys, including himself, was two years less a day. Do you
0: know that it was
1: two years? Days after that, that Martin jumped to his death off the Viaduct of by, by Bridge.
0: Let me ask you this, Trace. I was just wondering, did Martin ever um, express any kind of, uh, you know, uh, guilt for not coming forward sooner when he found out that there were, you know, other boys that had suffered that as well?
1: Martin, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know whether he felt guilt, but he was told right off the get-go, he was... As a, as a young child being abused down at the gardens, and how he ended up at the gardens was his father was installing the draperies for Maple Leaf Gardens. So, his you know, he was said, you know, somebody said, do you have any, any children that love hockey? Oh, yes, I do. I've got two of them out of the three. One's basketball. So it ended up that Martin and Gary went down to Maple Leaf Gardens.
0: Uh, how did that affect your uh, father-in-law the rest of his life?
1: Well, God bless him, he passed in January of 2018. Uh, it's affected the whole entire family. But, you know, it's, it's um, you know, did Martin feel any guilt that he didn't come forward? He was threatened that his family would be killed. That's what he was told, and he told us. His family would be killed if he came forward. So then the
0: now victim, that, although they're that, being victimized, they can't go to their safety net because they're worried now that they're their safety net's protectors.
1: What is this? Then then as they get older, though, they go into this life of, first of all, Martin went through denial. Mm -hmm. And then he got into um, uh, pain and shame that this had happened to him. And the family struggled for 10 years before he came forward with his story. And do you know why he came forward? Because he had been going to um, the Toronto Maple Leaf management for years, saying that the pedophile ring was still operational within Maple Leaf Gardens. He was saying that it was still going on and to do something, and they didn't. So that's when he went public with his story in February of 1997. So as far as feeling guilt, I can't speak for him, but I do know that he had finally had enough, and he just couldn't stand it anymore, and that's why he came forward.
0: So you found out today that Stuckless has served three and a half years of this 10-year sentence. That was a sentence that had he, he originally was um, sentenced to six and a half years. That was overturned, and they made it 10 years. They um, increased it to 10 years. Uh, he served three and a half years. He is now out uh, living in a halfway house in downtown Hamilton, we found out today, uh, just a, a block and, and a, uh, away from a park frequented by kids. The lawyer says there's no fear of reoffending. Whether he reoffends or not is is not even the the question. The, the punishment has has he has not served out uh, his sentence. What does this say to other victims out there, Teresa? Is there any worry to you as a family member of, of a victim that jumped to his death because he felt like he did not get justice? Um, is there any fear that other victims won't come forward and this this guy won't be put behind bars for other crimes in the future?
1: All along with all of these high-profile cases that have happened, we have been stymied time and time again uh, by the justice system. And, you know, it's, it's just mind-boggling um, that we are here again. I want to answer to, you had mentioned his lawyer, Mr. Goldkind, mentioning chemical castration. That's only going on if Mr. Stucklist remembers to take his pills or whatever he's doing at that time. Um, It does alarm all of us Mm -hmm. that uh, he is out, um, you know, in a halfway house that's so close to a park. Um, You know, it it just says to us that the justice system doesn't get it. And I need to tell you, too, all of the brave and courageous men that have come forward over the years and others that are still trying to screw up the courage to come forward and challenging the justice system— Martin always said, I'm not a victim, I'm a survivor. And that's very, very important that, that these brave men be referred to as survivors, because that's what Martin said that they were, and that's how they feel. Because why why be a victim when you can rise above that and do something about it? But you know what? They keep getting the door slammed in their face mm-hmm. at the justice system level.
0: This, this so they're more- a survivor of the initial crime, and uh, and then the justice system they're being victimized by. Let me victimized again. You yes. couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Teresa, uh, I understand that you reached out to the Crown today. What are you hoping to achieve? Because I know that you haven't actually uh, been able to get through yet. But what do you hope to achieve when you reach someone?
1: We want to talk to the Crown because I'm sure they're as devastated as we are. Um, Crown attorneys put their lifeblood and soul into this. It matters to them. And they, too, are extremely frustrated about What happens when all of their hard work is just overturned um, as, you know, they think that they've got the job done and then things come up in the justice system, charges are thrown out. Gordon Stuckless had all sorts of charges thrown out um, that would have meant that he would have received a much stiffer penalty. So even though they were thrown out, he gets six and a half years. Those brave 18 men have got to go back and read their victim impact statements again. And then the Band-Aids ripped off again when he gets 10 years, and at least that was something. And now here we are, six months after his sentence is extended to 10 years. Here we are again, and he's, he's out on parole. This, you- um, it's horrible.
0: Can they reverse parole?
1: I have no idea. I think that that will be what I need to talk to the Crown. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a person that's been affected by this, who had, um, you know, a relative by marriage go through this. And I've seen the toll that it's taken on my husband and his parents and all of the other victims who stood there in credulous disbelief in 2016, because Gary and I were there in support. And we stood outside the steps of the courthouse and all— of the Garden survivors were staring at us going, it's just happened to us again. When is the Canadian justice system going to listen to us? Why is it that, you know, our our penalties are so low in this country for sexual violence and assault? Why? It 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 makes me sick to my stomach that Canadians can be victimized this way and then go to our court systems and being victimized again. It's just plain wrong.
0: Teresa, I'm going to leave it at that. You've got a a very long day ahead of you, and I'm sure some very painful uh, weeks and months. I I want to, you know, uh, send out my best to your family, and and thank you very much for joining us. Thank
1: you for your time, and thanks for keeping this issue alive. We know that Martin would have wanted it this way. It was always his intent to keep this subject in, in the forefront of Canadians' minds, so that we can protect our most precious, precious resource, which is children. He said that if he could only help one person, he'll have done his job. Well, Martin has helped thousands and thousands, but we have to keep fighting on until we get the laws changed.